Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia! Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Well, hello there. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. How are you doing tonight, Care? I am doing all right, you know? Yeah. It's been a, you know, semi-decent week. Early in the week. Early in the week. We keep flipping around what days we're meeting up. I know, So it's hard for me to say. Life has been crazy lately. It's been been kind of crazy. Right? Yeah. I have to, I know you usually go into work every day, but I have been having to go into work every day and I haven't had to do that since like (laughs) February of 20. 2020 yes that would be the year it's been a year and a half since i've had to go into the office every day Mm -hmm. and uh i don't like it so i'm excited about drinking this beer and uh yeah so that's where i'm at i (laughs) am definitely ready for a couple of beers i'm not gonna lie it was kind of an annoying day at work i wasn't at work yesterday i took the day off because my kids were off from school oh true true yes. and my husband I, luckily had the children yesterday that's great <laughs> good for him man and uh i kind of wish i would have known that maybe i would have messaged him mm. and we could have sat yeah. and watched a movie indoors while it rained all day it did it was horrible which yeah. was lame mm-hmm. but anyway i every time i take a day off unexpectedly there's always like some little variable that comes into play the following day that causes me turmoil. And that was yeah. no exception. Fair, I fair. had to stay late to finish this, to mm-hmm. redo something. Uh, and uh, it got me home much later than I expected. And mm-hmm. I hit really bad traffic because there's construction by my house. Oh my gosh. Just everything and they added don't, to it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and they just like don't start doing the construction until like seven o'clock at night. And just really causes bad. you. Yeah. It's All bad. right, so we're going to open a beer. Let's do that. <laughs> All right, so we're drinking Narrow Gauge tonight. I'm not entirely sure I've had anything from Narrow Gauge, which totally makes sense because most of their stuff is actually sold on premises. So Yeah, um, no, they don't have a ton... They don't distribute, do they at all? No, they don't. I was Seventy-five percent of their beer is packaged to go, and the rest of it is just sold on site. Yeah, and taps. So, all right, Cloud City Double Dry Hopped American IPA. So yes. yeah, so I have not had this, uh, but it's from St. Louis, and you're not going to find it up here, at least not yet. Um, mm-hmm. I think they have aspirations of someday distributing, mm-hmm. but for right now, you're only getting it if you go there. Speaking of cloud, this little fluffy head on top of my beer is a pretty little cloud. Oh, right. Smells amazing. Smells good. (laughs) Yes. I caught caught that. It's been a bit since we've had like a solid IPA to drink, I think. Yes. And this is going to be, you're going to be very pleased with this. I've had this like a couple times because they always, they always have it. They always have it. Yes. And so I visited them mm-hmm. a few years ago we went took the kids to st louis for a spring break oh nice and we stopped and we had dinner mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and uh 
I have an awesome story about that, which I'll tell you in one second, but I believe I had a Cloud City then. And we bought Cloud City and brought it home. Nice. And then my husband was kind enough to bring home a four-pack of this, along with a psychotic amount of other (laughs) four-packs. Having to choose two beers for us to drink was was very difficult. He brought home, I want to say, five or six four-packs. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of beer from yeah. one place. All right. I love the aroma. Mm, so smells so citrusy. So good. I was good. just going to say, it's like the perfect citrus, mm-hmm. like orange juice, but tart. It actually uh, looks like orange juice to me. Yeah. Like it kind of does. It's definitely opaque. Like oh, it's yeah. very, yeah, hazy-ish, I guess. Hazy-ish. I like that. We should write yeah. that down. <laughs> Easy-ish. But yeah, it's got a good head on it. The cloud makes sense. But this is this is really good. It's nice. It's a nice IPA. I haven't had a good just plain IPA without like some craziness in it. Yeah, in this is really taking us back to just kind of the basics. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful example oh, of that. Oh, it's like perfect. It's just got, it's the right amount of creamy sweetness mm-hmm. that balances it's out the that, little hoppy bitterness. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got that bitter hop taste to it. It's got a great feel. It's really good. This is really, it's really good. good. I like this. Right. right. Good job, Narragate. Great job, Narrow Gauge. Mm. And I know you're going to tell me a bunch of fun facts about Narrow Gauge, but before you yes, do, yes. I want to kind of share my yes, Narrow Gauge story. I have never been, so I have no yeah. stories. <laughs> so we visited on our way into St. Louis, like on our first day of our trip with okay. our kids. And we stopped for dinner. So we stopped there, and then we ended up going to our hotel for the night. Okay. And... I've visited St. Louis before, Mm -hmm. but it had probably been many years. I think I went once or twice in college because friends were from St. Louis or something like that. And and probably a few times earlier in my life. Mm -hmm. But it's been a long time. Obviously not uh, for craft beer beer. (laughs) purposes. This would be the first time that we actually went and went to a couple of breweries. And we went to Narrow Gauge. We also went to Side Project. Nice. Which I would have loved to have Side Project for you and I to drink on a future episode. But, you know, beggars Mm. can't be choosers. Getting my husband to go to Narrow Gauge was like... I mean, we could just take a trip to St. Louis. So yes, we'll, that we'll would be acceptable. I would okay. like to do that. Yes. All right. <laughs> so you, if we were to go, we could go to mm-hmm. Narrow Gauge and have dinner, which is what we did with the kids. And mm-hmm. two things happened that I <laughs> thought were entertaining. One, my younger child, who was probably like four or five at the time, okay. shouted in the restaurant, I love cocktails Okay. for some reason. I think it was because we asked him if he wanted a kitty cocktail. Oh, uh, okay. And he was just like, yes, I love, I cocktails. love cocktails. And he shouted it <laughs> at everyone. And I was just like, <laughs> and I'm patting him on that cute little boy. Yeah, and uh, so that was cool. And then while we were trying to decide what we wanted to order, I had landed on getting like a cheeseburger sure. or something. And... I didn't know what something was on the list Mm -hmm. of items that came with the burger. Uh, And I'm a super picky eater, so I have to know what everything is so that I can order it on the side when I don't want it. So I I say to the waiter when he comes up, I go, oh, you know, I'm looking to get this cheeseburger, but I don't know what Provel is. And he goes, it's cheese. It's like a melted cheese. And I was like, 
oh, okay. And he goes, you're not from St. Louis. <laughs> and I go, no. no. Is that obvious? And he goes, yes, because you don't know what Prevel is. Wow. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, okay then. then. Wow. I will also have seven beers. I still don't know what Prevel is. It's a cheese. It's like, well, yeah. um, it's not like Velveeta in the like taste at all, but it's sort of like the same the consistency texture? where it's like a really creamy, melty cheese. Oh, okay. And it's is it a something St. Louis have, thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. We went to a barbecue place later in the trip that had like french fries with provel on them. oh N- we got them for the kids because they yeah, were like cheese, cheese fries, fries you guys yeah and they loved them and it tastes very good yeah. it's a white cheese it's, sure but i would have probably, no idea what it is it's probably like provolone that's what i, I was guess. gonna ask based off of the name and but from my recollection creamier. of flavor i think that's sort of okay kind of the flavor that i remember but uh, but clearly, although you're if, not from St. Louis. If anyone from St. Louis is listening <laughs> and you just heard my description of Provel and it is offensive to you, yeah, let I'm us know because I have no clue. <laughs> it was like two and a half years ago. You're gonna have to back off. <laughs> I ate the whole cheeseburger. I loved the Provel on it. All right. Well, yeah. now I know it's a cheese at least. It's so. a cheese. Good to know. I do like cheese, so that works yeah. out. All right. Well, um, yes. So you went there and you had dinner. So Narrow Gauge actually brews out of the basement of the Italian restaurant. So that's like the restaurant opened well before the brewery did. Well, and I will note that I had a cheeseburger Mm -hmm. at this Italian restaurant. (laughs) And that's because in general, I have a policy about Italian Mm. food. I don't this is going to sound super snobby, but for the most part, I don't really like to order Italian food outside of the Chicagoland area. Unless you know, yeah. Unless I'm, you know, there are other parts of the country where there's great Italian yeah, food. Yeah, for sure. And there are a ton of major cities that have great Italian restaurants. And I 100% believe that there are Italian restaurants in St. Louis that are amazing. Sure. I don't know what I they are. I just was sort of like, I'm <laughs> not going to order Italian food in this brewery. That totally was my fair. attitude. Maybe I was wrong, but my cheeseburger was fantastic, yeah. so I have no, no regrets. No, I get it. I'm, I totally get it. So there's certain foods that I won't order if I don't, if I'm not confident in yes, what they're I am going that way. to be. So I totally get it. But yeah, so uh, Narrow Gauge opened in 2016. Um they opened it's actually outside of st louis so florissant is the name of the town Mm -hmm. that they uh they are in um they are in the basement of an italian restaurant um it started actually as a partnership between the owners of the italian restaurant who are cousins and um this brewer who actually i believe wound up being the husband and wife team who uh, are now really running narrow gauge um but so jeff is is the brewmaster he was working as a mechanical engineer with absolutely no brewing experience that makes sense of course and uh kind of threw himself into the art science of brewing and like everybody else home brewed um but yeah so he started making some good stuff and he kept running into these guys from the restaurant, like at beer oh, events and okay. at things. And so they didn't know each other before. They just kept like by coincidence running into each other. And, um, you know, they had said 
the Jeff and his wife were kept, you know, their dream. We were talking about someday opening a brewery, but kind of like in the middle of nowhere, just like a brewery as a destination, small. Um, and the guys from the restaurant were like, well, we, you know, they kind of got themselves known as a place that had a lot of beer on tap. So they had a ton of taps and this was before narrow gauge came in. And so they were already serving lots of craft beer. Um, so they figured if they joined forces and brewed some beer that was theirs and they could serve it at the restaurant and open up their brewery, then it was the best of both worlds and they could work together. What so a, What a romantic start. Right? I love yeah. that. That they like found each other right? and then decided to it like work together. Yes. What a beautiful thing. So, yeah. So um, I was reading that like 75% of the beer that they sell in total is just packaged to go at the restaurant and then the rest of it is pretty much just just on draft so they don't distribute yet um i there was an article from last year that they were purchasing um an old pool store like down the street from the restaurant to where they would be doubling their capacity um and they would be 3800 square feet of production space 2800 square feet of their own tasting room plus office space they were supposed to open this year but that has not happened yet so i don't know if that's in the works they are still brewing out of the basement and they are still serving only at the restaurant um so i don't know maybe more to come on that maybe not in their first year in 2016 they brewed about 740 barrels of beer ish by 2018 they were at about 1200 which is close to maxing out their capacity in the basement um it's not a ton of space it's about 1500 square feet so it's not big so their goal was to double their capacity to like 24 2500 barrels a year in the new space if that's still, you know, the plan to, to do that. But right now they're essentially maxing out their capacity at what they're brewing for draft and packaging to go at the restaurant. Wow. So you aren't probably going to see much distribution unless they really get a bigger space. Yeah. So it sounds like well, that's kind of what's restricting them. In the world that we currently live in, I would think that breweries would really focus as much as they could on distribution because they're probably not getting the foot traffic that they well, used to get. Well, Missouri was open more yeah. than Illinois was. That's so they true. were saying in the article that they were really doing a lot of to-go because the restaurant was doing to-go. Right. So people well, were, were buying the beer to-go as well. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of sure interesting. But I'm sure you don't get as many out-of-town visitors and things oh, for like sure. that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure in a lot Florissant. of those like ourselves <laughs> yeah. are people who would seek out narrow yeah. gauge mm-hmm. but, if it were low, if you could get it in distribution so yes um and you know i'm sure more to come it sounds like they grew pretty quickly and a lot they're very well known um oh, yeah. in the area I mean, in for the Chicago sure area, they're, they're, everybody yeah. knows narrow gauge exactly so like they're they're definitely known um so quick fun fact and then we can move on to our other topics so narrow gauge is actually named after, and I totally thought that this was the case, um, a railroad. So mm-hmm. West End Narrow Gauge Railroad, um, which went from St. Louis to Florissant back in 1876. Ooh. And in 1876, it was 16 mile trip. It took an hour. Oh, oh, and man. you paid three cents per mile for your ride. 
Aw, yeah. three cents per mile. Three cents per mile. That's so funny. Yeah, so um, I think the old train station has been moved, but is on the National Historic Register now um, and is located in a park somewhere down in, in the St. Louis area. Um, but yeah, so wow, narrow gauge, cool. I figured my son is, my oldest is obsessed with trains, and they have like the narrow gauge railroad, which really is just a, a smaller track. So Yes, if I've um, learned anything from Thomas. Yes, it is a narrow track. <laughs> They worked in the quarry. Yes, you are totally correct. <laughs> so a normal sized train cannot run on those tracks. It has to be the the right a narrow train so that the uh, space in between the mm. wheels is mm-hmm. smaller. Yes, so, I remember. Anyways, that so that is why it's Thomas. called narrow gauge. It's an ode to back in the 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 area long long ago. So. Nice. So. Nice. And right. I wouldn't know all of those things about narrow gauge <laughs> trains if it wasn't for my children. This is which true. Which is interestingly so we're going where we're going to gonna head. About our our children. children. But we're going to get a little more general tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're gonna not going to go really, back. We're, we're going to go back. We're going to go way back. Back before I had all this gray hair. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to make some phone calls. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yes. Yes. All right. right, children. So why did we have children? I That's ask what we're my talk husband about. this question frequently. Why actually. did we have? Why children? did we have kids? You know, <laughs> on a serious note, I will say that the last year and a half has really tested most parents mm. way beyond their expectations ever were when they had the "Will we have children?" conversation with their spouse oh, or significant sure. other. Yeah, I can tell you that when I had that conversation with my husband about whether or not we were going to have children, I never considered having to teach a fourth grader long division. Yeah. God, no. And I respect all of the things that come into that statement. The fact that I do appreciate the educators in my kids' lives. Mm -hmm. The fact that I know what I am good at and what I am not good at. The fact that I have zero patience, Uh, and I can say that of all of the things that have happened to us in the last year and a half, one thing that I I wish got just a tiny bit more attention Mm -hmm. is how hard most parents have worked to try to make life enjoyable for their children to distract them from the stuff that's going on and actually make their their lives as normal as possible and still as enjoyable as possible exactly while maintaining a safe environment yep yeah and i'm not complaining i'm not trying to say that uh that we're left out here in the darkness alone even though occasionally it feels that way (laughs) although it felt that way before on occasion yep yep however it's something that I think about a lot more in the last year and a half than I ever really did before. And I certainly am not going to conclude that I wish I didn't have kids. Oh gosh, no. Because all of the things I'm about to say are going to convince you otherwise. (laughs) But yeah, it's been, it's been a really rough road. Yeah. And it's not what you expected. You don't, you know, you expect the status quo when you're like, I'm going to have kids and they're going to go to school and they're going to grow up and they're going to do blah, blah, blah. Um, so and they're going to play sports and they're going to hang out with friends and they're going to learn how to yeah. socialize and they're going to sure. make mistakes and they're yeah. and some of those opportunities didn't exist for a little while mm-hmm. or don't exist and mm-hmm. it makes for an experience you, yeah, not you don't expect. expect. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally agreed. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, that's true with the last year and a half. I mean, in my regard, like, I didn't expect our oldest to be, I mean, like, he'll probably live at home his entire life. Sure. So, like, we won't ever have that experience of him growing up and, and dating, maybe having a job, probably will never drive. I don't know, maybe he'll go to some sort of vocational school, but he'll probably live with us until we're in an old folks home. Like it's sure. a very different than what we would have expected when we were like, yeah, well, let's have kids. And not a thought that crossed not your mind when all. you had the conversation no. about having children. And, not expected. And yep. it, maybe it should, and maybe it shouldn't mm. have come up yep. in that conversation. I honestly, I like to think that you kind of have to let fate play out. Oh yeah. And yeah. That you don't. Well, like, so we're kind of a little off topic, but like I have some family and friends that are of the age that either they need to shit or get off the pot. They need to have kids or they just need to not like they're, they're there. And one of the couples has gotten every freaking test, like known to man, genetic testing, this testing, that testing. And I want to be like, you can get all the tests in the world and you still might never know it's what happens. It's still like, a dice roll, man. Like, we had our oldest and I would have had no clue. Like, we have no idea. You know, he's autistic. He's epileptic. Like, he's got a heart murmur. He's got all kinds of things. Sure. We wouldn't have known any of that. And my question to her would be, we're not close enough for me to ask this, what, what would you do if you found out that your kid was going to have disabilities? Well, like, would you not have it? And yeah. I mean, everybody's opinion is different and I'm not going to judge one way or the other, but like, does that child not like my, you know, eight year old is nine year old shit. My nine year old <laughs> is, um, I know, right? like he's incredibly difficult, but all kids are difficult. But like on the flip side, he's like the sweetest, loving, hugging, he like laughing, is. smiling, happy kid, you know? He so is. like, yeah, what, you know, I don't know. So I... I don't know. Like, even if you've got a certain expectation and you find out it's going to be different, would you change your mind? Like, would you that's, would you act on it? That's an interesting question. Hmm. Maybe we'll get yeah. to that. Uh, yeah. No, um, I'm just. <laughs> no, but you're 100% right. So. And when I, when I put it off, what I really mean is that at the end of this conversation, mm-hmm. we'll answer we'll that answer question. We'll answer that. Yeah, right? for sure. So I'm going to start out by saying that when I was growing up, mm-hmm. I was not i never babysat Mm. i i never even really had younger friends like i didn't hang out with littler kids than myself a whole lot there are exceptions the kids who lived next door to me were younger than me sure um but for the most part Mm -hmm. my friends were older than me on Mm -hmm. my street or the same age as me right very similar yep yeah you know you and i are a few months apart in age close enough you're all the same grade i consider you the same age as me same especially now yes especially now (laughs) we are 39 yes we are 39 (sighs) yeah yeah all right (laughs) however Growing up, being around smaller children, being around babies and yeah. things like that was not an experience that I ever had. I uh, I don't particularly, I didn't particularly like little kids. I still uh, don't as like I little kids. Up. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll get there, Lauren. I mean, you know. But yeah, no, same, same. So... <laughs> My experience growing up wasn't really to be around a whole lot of children yeah. other than my yeah, you're... my acquaintances, mm-hmm. my friends. Yes. And like I said, I never babysat. Um, I think that 
that some of my distaste for younger kids has to do with the fact that I don't really like being touched. Mm. And I think I felt that way a little bit as I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Not nearly as much as I do now. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm sorry. Sorry, my own children. I'm so sorry. They want more hugs than I am able to give. Yeah, that's just what they... Everybody has their own thing. And I it get pulls it. at me. It does. Um, but as a result, because I'm not physically affectionate mm-hmm. in general... Um, I didn't have that desire to like hold the baby. Yeah. When I was a teenager and a high schooler and a college student and I would be around a baby at Mm -hmm. any point. Sure. You know, with an older relative has a baby uh, or something like that. Mm -hmm. I or even at the point where some of my friends started started having having babies. It wasn't my my reaction to that wasn't like I want to hold that baby. I want to smell that baby. Um. No. Because I don't particularly want to be touched. And so I don't really want them touching so me. Hold... I don't want to touch them. Yeah. It's a very harsh thing to say. And I'm trying to say it in the nicest way possible. <laughs> I, I, I get it. But I, I just yeah. didn't have that. I don't have yeah. that connection. It's not like a desire you have. You're not like, oh, I want to cuddle the baby. Like, yes. It's not your thing. And no. that, for me, having a baby was not the motivation for having children. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, I want to have a baby. Mm-mm. I was like, I want to have kids. Now, the end of this story is mm. I wanted to have children, and I had children, Yeah, and I have children, yes. <laughs> and I'm happy that I have children. But my husband is also very like... Well, Lauren, how would you describe Mike? I would call him like... He's a bit standoffish. Stoic, standoffish, <laughs> reserved, Very quiet. reserved. Yeah, he is. He just keeps to himself. He's much more, uh, you know, introverted. Um, and he's not, but like... No. He gives that impression, especially at initial. first. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, you really have to, like get to know him or be around him for more than you know an initial meeting yeah, to actually get, get together is to really talk. not gonna like, get you know, a good read on at Mike. all even it's kind of not. Yeah. no however the combination of the two of us really gave off a vibe to most people mm-hmm. that maybe we weren't maybe gonna we weren't. have That's kids fair. you know yeah. we played it so cool for so long even after we got married yeah. we never really were like oh maybe we're gonna out loud to other people sure. yeah we weren't like oh is you know are we gonna have kids now my brother was having children at yeah, this true. point yeah he's when older we got married how much older is story than you he is six years six older years. than me <sighs> and some it. change yeah yeah i thought so yeah we Ish. used to say seven but he's really not seven years yeah. older than me it's just a couple months over six yeah so, so. but so he was having they were having kids before you and, yes i yeah. mean uh, even before we started trying, he had had his third. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, true. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. the thought, my my parents were encouraging, but oh, not yeah. pushy. I never had my parents ask me when, are you going to have kids? Are you guys going to have kids? Yeah. We didn't really have those conversations. No, us, us really either. And I think, I think a part of it is because my husband comes off as very, like, reserved Mm -hmm. and you said standoffish and i think that from the outsider's perspective that's actually kind of the perfect word even if it's not the word i would use 
from my perspective. From knowing him, no. But if you, yes. from an from just a initial meeting, I feel like yes. that's what you would get the impression I, of. Even I would even so. go so far as to say he may appear a bit cold. Yeah. And I think that when the subject of having children would come up, you would get that reaction from him. Where sure. he would just be like, oh, I don't know, children. That's interesting. Probably. That would, <laughs> that's totally what I would expect from and Mike. That's, yeah. that's sort of the reaction that both of us kind of developed for mm-hmm. a period of time. Sure. And eventually, you know, we knew we wanted to have children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we started telling people that we were pregnant with my mm-hmm. son, uh, Some most of your people reactions were, were surprised. genuinely surprised. <laughs> my in-laws, for example, we called them on the way f- home from like the first doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, hey, we're going to have a baby. And they were just like, Kara and Mike. <laughs> and we were just, yep, that's, yep, that's us. That's yeah. who called you. Yeah. It's not someone calling you from Kara's phone. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're. And they were just like, oh, oh, that's great. <laughs> and we were just like, sure. Thanks. Yeah. Yes. We like matched we think so their too. surprise. We were yeah. just like, yes, it is also very surprising. <laughs> and that was kind of just like yeah. the attitude yeah. that my parents, I think, we're very hopeful that, that we yeah. were going to have children, but not necessarily pushy about it. And mm-hmm. we told them on a vacation. Mm-hmm. And my father literally knocked his wine onto the floor. <laughs> I think he was just excited. Yes. I don't think he was that surprised. Yeah. But it was a great, sure he was it was kind of a excited. nice little yeah. <laughs> reaction. I actually really enjoyed it. Also, I felt very sick during that meal. Ooh. It was terrible. Oh. That's not I fun. have bad memories of it because I did not feel well because I was super sick the entire time I was pregnant with my first oh, child. That's, that's not fun. But that's kind of the start. Yeah. Of, for us, it was like a very like, you know, mm-hmm. very passive approach. Okay. In the end, I think that we knew the connection we would have with our kids, especially as they grew up mm-hmm. and eventually became av- adults, was just like too great. For us to, to avoid it, up, to yeah. pass it, that up, that we needed, we wanted that connection. Yeah. So. Well, and I, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't actually think there was ever really a conversation with me and my husband about having kids. It was more about the timing of having kids. So, like, we, um... Lauren and I finished this beer, you guys. We're really sorry. But oh, wow. Yeah. We All right. both it's really slammed good. that yeah. one. <laughs> um, so, like, I never... I never went through the thought of, I'm not going to have kids. I always just kind of assumed that we would have kids. And I think we both thought we would have kids. But it was a matter of, like, when is the right time to have kids? And the answer is there's never a right time to have kids. No, there is not. You don't wait until it feels right. No, because then you'll never have one. That's not a thing. So that was more it. And, you know, when we first got married, well, we bought a house and then we got married because, you know, that's how we do things, apparently. And um, There's no rule book, man. So we bought a house (laughs) in 2007 and our first son was born in 2012. So we, you know, had a few years of just us and we really, really enjoyed our time. And, you know, eventually we're just like, you know, I had my oldest a couple months before I turned 30. So, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, I was, it was like, that was the right time. It felt yeah. like the right well, time. Well, and I fall into a very similar Yeah, category. exactly. So I it was, was like, about six months before 30. Yeah. So. so it was like, this seems right. And I had been on birth control since I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't even know how long it's going to take me to have to a kid. To like, have a you know, and it took me like a month. It was like no Same time here. at all. Literally like, unfortunately, all right, so no more birth control and I'm pregnant. Yeah. Okay. I got said it. unfortunately, but fortunately for both of us, we didn't really have trouble getting no, pregnant. Not at all. Sometimes, yeah. even when we weren't trying to. Yeah, that's the next story. But yeah, <laughs> so like went off birth control, got pregnant. I found out I was pregnant and it was right before a wedding that Brandon and I were both standing up in. Mm. And so we hadn't told anyone yet. Uh, so we go to this wedding. We're in the wedding. I'm trying to pretend like I'm not drinking or like I am like drinking. Walking around with like a glass of so wine, I've, but you're just not drinking well, it. Well, I had like they poured me some like fruity like concoction in like a glass, so it looked like I was drinking a cocktail or something. Oh sure, that's good. And one of our mutual friends, who's actually one of my best friends now, was literally pointed out. She's like, "You're not drinking," and I was like, "I just didn't feel like it." And she's like, "You're pregnant." <laughs> like and it's, we weren't close like dude, we really weren't close at the time like when you're like us and you always have a glass of wine yeah always something like, it's I noticeable had yeah. to tell my family i was pregnant at like six or seven weeks because in. you're not drinking because which i know sounds like an alcoholic i know but. <laughs> whatever no judgment mm-hmm. um but when but we, yeah when you're together we go out to dinner, yeah. My and this has always been a tradition, yep. when we go out to dinner, my father orders a bottle of wine, and, yeah. and I drink some of that wine. Sometimes I drink more than everybody else. Yes, yeah, uh, totally. So. I get it. I mean, I go out to dinner with my parents, uh, we go out for tacos, and we get margaritas, and if I didn't have a margarita, someone would think something was wrong. Like I had to like think, I had yeah. to like pretend I had a headache for like three meals yeah. in a row, right? Because I was, just, you know, I didn't sleep well last night. I've been kind of blind. Yeah, I didn't drink enough gonna, water at work. Yeah, I'm just gonna have water tonight. Yeah, and eventually people you, you get, get suspicious. A, you only get like one or two of yeah. those before somebody's yep. just like, either yeah. you're not well, yes, or or something is up. Something is up. So yeah, so our our friend at the time, who again is one of my absolute best friends now, but we yeah. weren't nearly as close then. Right. She was the first one to call me out and be like, you're pregnant. And I'm like, yes, but we haven't told anybody. Like, Keep your mouth shut, yeah, girl. Please be quiet. Because <laughs> we also didn't want to, like, announce it at the wedding. Oh, of, like, sure. You know, yeah. like, so we didn't want it to be, like, a big to-do. So mm-hmm. we did tell a couple of our friends that happened to be there at the wedding. Because right. there was we were all just married or getting married. Sure, sure. And, you know. And so we did tell a couple of people that we were pregnant. Um, but, yeah. So, but, yeah, that we just... We're like, all right, we're having, a, we want to have a kid. It's time. Let's give it a shot. And it sure. worked out fine. And our oldest was born and everything seemed normal till he was a bit older. Um, and so we also, so at that point we were like, okay, we think we want another one, but we're not sure. So when he turns two, we will decide whether we want another kid or not. That's great. Two. Good to know yeah. your timeline based on what I know about you. Yes. It's a good so, plan, Lauren. So Smart when he turns plan. two, 
this was the plan. The plan <laughs> completely went Obviously, off the rails and did, did not, not happen. happen. So I'll give my story and then we can go back to you. But that's fine. So our oldest turned one. Um, a couple, and he was he was he was one in two months, so he was fourteen months old, and we're camping. Our house catches on fire. Okay, right. Fine. Great. House is on fire. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage. Have to move out for six months. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we move in with my parents because they've got a 3,500 square foot house and there's two of them. It's fine. Everybody gets their own room. Even our kid gets their own room. Like, good. Cool. We're yeah. going to go on vacation because it's been a stressful time. And, you know, well, there's only one kid. My parents are going to watch the kids. So we go to Sturgis with a group of friends. Oh, man. Okay. So we come back. And then, you know, we're just going about our business. The house is getting fixed up, et cetera, et cetera. It was on the market at the time. So we're like, well, we're probably going to put it back on the market, look for another house, et cetera. Okay. So I think to myself, you know, I haven't had my period in a while. Hmm. A while. A while. It's been a while. It's been at least, you know, a month or two. A at month. Least probably some a month. weird date at least, in August. Yeah. Least some, so this is like October. Oh so, man! Like the Woo. first week of October. Sure, sure, sure. So we 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 go and we go to CVS and we're out of town and we go to CVS and we've been drinking all weekend. We're with a group of friends yeah, wow. and I get a couple tests and we are very pregnant. So we uh we're like, all right, so. The math adds up. We likely got pregnant in Sturgis. Okay. So we were on vacation. It was the only time we really were alone because we were living in my parents' house. Parents' house with our one and a half year old. So we were away. So okay. So it's on our anniversary. I go to the doctor to just have my first ultrasound just to make sure everything's okay. I'm getting nervous. Yeah. Brandon's at home, not our home, at my parents' home still because we're still living with my parents. So Brandon's at my parents' house with our oldest mm-hmm. because my cousin is getting married that day, later that day, on our anniversary. So we're all going to the wedding and we have a babysitter watching the kid. So my parents are like, they're doing their thing. Everybody's getting ready for this wedding. I'm going to the doctor in the morning. Okay. I, you know, a couple of, my, a couple of our friends at that point know that we're pregnant. So, so I go, I go in, the ultrasound tech does her thing. Doesn't say a word and leaves the room. Nothing. That's nothing. horrifying. So then I'm like, crap, like something's Something wrong. Bad. Something's bad, etc. Yeah. So then the doctor comes in, the OBGYN, and comes in and he's like, so the babies are fine. And I was like, how many are there? And he's like, there's two. Like, okay. And I have no idea what the rest of the conversation was. I don't remember, never remembered, blacked out any of the rest oh, of that. Oh, sure, yeah. So then I walk out to my car, and I sit there for a minute, and literally just sit there. Like, what do we do? So then I, I call my husband, and I get back to my parents' house, and we literally laid on the kitchen floor staring at the ceiling fan going around for I don't know how long, and we're both like, so what do we do? And we were both like, well, I guess we need a bigger house. <laughs> like, what do you do? So, and my friend, uh, same friend who guessed that I was pregnant the first time, is freaking out because I haven't called her. I haven't texted her. I haven't anything. And she's like, are you okay? What's okay? And all I texted back was, the babies are fine. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. 
So, and then she, her husband comes home and like, there was a conversation. Her husband comes home and she, she tells them like, Lauren and Brandon are pregnant. It's twins. And he like stumbles back, sits down on their kitchen chair and goes, is Brandon okay? And she's like, what do you mean is Brandon okay? Is Lauren okay? Okay, listen, I need to tell you what happened when your husband told (laughs) me and my husband that you guys were having twins because I was there they were trying on suits for a yes, mutual friend's wedding we were going to the and wedding this was that this was november was like yeah well like the a, wedding was in november right so, so this was, like was probably a week later yes if that yeah it might have been like out. the tuesday Could after have been yeah. like two days later yeah yeah and uh so we i'm there with my husband mm-hmm. honestly i don't know how i was there with You're my like, husband i don't know why but... being that we had a child yeah why was I there? I, have I don't. No idea. I don't remember. <laughs> there was some it's sort fine. of situation where I happened yeah. to be there, so we're there, and I'm pregnant. Yes. And so we tell yeah. your husband. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're pregnant. We're gonna have a baby. He's gonna be due in February. Mm-hmm. And your husband's just like, "Oh, that's great. Lauren is also pregnant." <laughs> and we were just like, "Oh, congratulations!" <laughs> and he goes, "With twins." And I'm not going to lie to you. I we were in a suit store. Yeah. I, I, I fell into the suits. I leaned. I, I yeah. was just like oh, to hold on for dear life. Oh. Yes. Oh, I'm feeling lightheaded. Yes. I may need to sit. Ah. Uh-huh. And my husband found his voice faster than I did, and was just like, "Wow." <laughs> twins yep that's a lot of babies (laughs) and brandon was just like yeah yep we're still sort of processing that (laughs) and we had a conversation on the drive home about how not prepared we would be for twins i don't think anybody's prepared for twins but so that was how we wound up with three children that's crazy (laughs) yeah we weren't even planning for a second child at that point. Yeah. Oh, and the twins were born. So remember the whole, yeah. we'll decide when Dom turns two, like our oldest turns two, that we're going to have another kid. So the twins were born the day before our oldest turned two. Right. So we had I know, no choice. I love the and, timeline. Yeah, we twist. had no choice. I love your twist there. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's great. Yeah. So um, I think, while I have more to say on the subject, I think that we should open this second beer and just chat for a few more minutes. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about why we decided to have kids because I did talk about yes. how it was important for us to have a connection with them mm-hmm. and that that was for me that was a big thing but I also said but I was not interested in having a baby mm-hmm. um, we've talked about this several times on the podcast mm-hmm. I'm not a baby person we are not baby people. and when I had my yeah. son my first child I wasn't like soaking up all of the baby holding and the like sweetness of baby time i still don't really get it i mean to each their own and i loved my children i love my children but i loved my babies i guess but like that's my least favorite stage yeah for me the short term like payoff Mm -hmm. of deciding to have a child and then having a baby Mm -hmm. just like wasn't that great Mm -hmm. i enjoyed milestones Mm -hmm. That was fun. Yeah. You know, it was cool to see them focus on you yeah. or to 
say a word. It's always or, the first are always cool, even when yeah. it's like little ones, like laugh or take a step or all sure. the, you know, like all those things. Um, but yeah, the the baby phase is not like I don't like some people have kids because they love babies. Yeah, that's not my thing. Like no. when I see a baby, I do not get baby fever to have no. one at all. No. I, well, and we've talked at length about how I've already reached my quota for baby holding mm-hmm. until I become a grandmother. Agreed. I have mm. zero desire to hold a baby between now and my own grandchildren. Fair. I will. Yeah. I oh, of course. I will. I will point. assist with. Yes. Plus, I will always. You can always tag me in, and when you're like the desperate mother who needs 15 minutes to shower. Oh, dude, for sure. That is my time you. to shine. Yeah. <laughs> that is when I do my best work. If you would like me to hold your baby because I am immune to baby crying, bring it on. There is nothing this baby can do that I cannot handle. I, whatever, right, bring it, baby. However, <laughs> however, I am not going to go out of your and way. look for yeah. random babies to hold. I just don't want to do that. Yeah. Ever. No, I agree. All Let's right. What are we drinking? Stout. So this is a coffee imperial Ooh. stout. Um, aged on vanilla beans. So we're going to get some vanilla here. Mm, you don't say. It's called Vanilla Coffee. Mm. Coffee. It's spelled really weird, you guys. I don't know. Oh, Is it wow, French? that's smooth. Holy cow. That is really good. I mean, right? Super smooth. I, that's this a, is like yeah. drinking the best cup of coffee you've mm. ever had in your life. This is what Man. this tastes like. It's got the perfect balance of the coffee flavor with the sweetness of the vanilla, mm-hmm. which yeah, is which what, is in it. This is this what, is what good it's supposed vanilla to taste like. Tastes like, by the way, this tastes um, this tastes it's, really it's, good. Nah, it's chef's kiss, Man, guys. It's so yeah. good, so smooth. I had to bring. I this, can't by the way. even like. I, I just can't get beyond the like. It's creamy. It's smooth, but you still get that taste. You get the mm. cocoa in it. Like you get the vanilla. You get everything. Like you get. A little bit of everything. Yes. The coffee, definitely, it's not overpowering. No. Which I think is key. Well, and that's so common with coffee stouts. Mm -hmm. When coffee is in a stout, it is like the only thing that you can taste. Yeah, or it's like super bitter because they've just thrown all the roasted like coffee in it. And like, that's literally all you taste. But then... It doesn't have that smoothness because no, it's because got the, the acidic yes, flavor of the coffee exactly. just overwhelms this your taste. Tastes like the coffee. It tastes like coffee, but with that creaminess to it, mm. without diluting the flavor. Yeah. So, like coffee, if you put like cream in it or vanilla, you'll get that creaminess, but it dilutes the flavor. This still has that bold flavor, but has that fantastic creamy mouthfeel to it. Like, this is fantastic. It's perfect, isn't it? It really is. This I, is so good. I'm not going to lie. I knew you were mm. going to love everything that we have for Narrow Gauge because... This is so good. It's yeah. perfect. They're, they, this their is attention really to detail, fantastic. Whatever it is Narrow Gauge is doing. Yeah. And I don't know if the small batches Maybe because the they can is. focus more on it. I mean, granted, they've... They started out very small. They've expanded to what they can fit, essentially. And I feel like they've obviously done a... I mean, it's been five years. So, like, they've done a good job of producing. But, like, this this is fantastic. Like, this is Isn't one it of... great? This is one of the best stouts I've had in a while. Especially for a coffee stout. Yeah. Yeah. This is well, really, I'm really, really glad you like it. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And you really... You hit... You checked all the boxes with exactly how I feel about it so as good. well. Yeah. 
just perfectly balanced. Yes. Just a perfectly balanced Fantastic. Out. I really like this. All right. So we're going to have to go to St. Louis at some point. Yeah, probably. And I spend like a, a whole idea. day. Maybe yeah. what we'll do is we'll go there for lunch. Mm-hmm. We'll eat lunch and we'll drink beer. And then we'll like record an episode. Ooh, I like it. And then we'll have dinner and we'll drink beer. Okay. I see okay. no problem with any of this. I don't even need, we don't even really need to go anywhere else. I will go to other breweries in St. Louis. Don't sure. get me wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Narrow Cage really does everything I need. I mean, we just drank an IPA and a stout. Yeah, and they have... kind of ends of the spectrum. Right. Not, not everybody would say there are many, many spectrums. Sure, but, but they're definitely completely different in, pro- in flavor profiles. And they absolutely. also have they have other things, too, that fit in the little slots all in between. Yes. So yes, there's more do. than enough that we could... Uh, continue i i'm very much enjoying actually we yeah we slammed that first can and this is probably gonna this be is the gonna same. get so, drank all right fantastic so, well thank you for bringing oh, this oh you're <laughs> welcome you're welcome it's my pleasure mm. so now that my children have grown beyond the baby stage yes, yes. now that they are starting to become regular human yeah. beings how am i feeling well this is what i was waiting for Mm. i was waiting for them to develop into conversationalists i was waiting for the moment when they dress themselves and use the bathroom and watch movies with me do you know the joy that i felt two weeks ago when i showed my kids the princess bride oh i gotta do that it was it was listening to my seven-year-old laugh at the rhyming jokes. Oh, that's fantastic. And enjoy the action. I really the think action. the twins would love that movie. It's such a I good gotta, film. It's definitely on the list. And But that, yep. the connection that I made with my kids showing them one of my favorite movies is what it's all about yes, for me. That connection. I love doing yeah. that. I love the idea of traveling with them mm-hmm. and showing them places I've been before that I enjoy, but also experiencing new places with them. Mm-hmm. Um I want, I need them when I get older. I want them to be there for me. Yeah, I want to be true. there for them. I want to see them grow up and find things and people that they love, figure yeah. out what their path is. I want to see all of that happen. I want to go to a bar with them and have a beer. <laughs> yep. I want to do that. I want to go on a trip with them. I want to watch them raise their kids. Oh, yeah. I want to feel, I want them to care for me. And I don't mean take care of me yeah. when I'm old. I mean care about me mm-hmm. when i get older to have somebody who values you at that time you know the way that i feel about my parents yeah. and how important they are in my life mm-hmm. and i talked about how we go out to dinner and how hard it was for me to keep being yeah. pregnant a secret yeah. and the whole crux of the issue is that i'm close to my yes. parents i have a special connection with them not mm-hmm. everybody has that connection True. And I feel so strongly about it that I knew, for me, you needed, that was all yeah. I needed to know that I wanted to have kids. That, yeah. you And you want to instill that in your kids, which yes. I totally get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, I would say that we are also super lucky that we are very close with, with my parents as well. Um, I mean, we, well, we see my dad every, every day, literally mm-hmm. every day. I mean, and then my mom at least a handful of times a week like they just they just got over covid um so they are all better out of quarantined and all that stuff but it killed them to not see the kids for like two weeks yeah yeah because like that's that they're just so used to being around the children periods where we kind of withheld the kids a little bit 
depending on what they were up to, you yes. know, when they first went back to sure. school. Sure, if they're going to the be fall. around a bunch of people and we don't want them around the parents, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so this was, I think this was harder because this was my parents were the ones that were quarantined. Sure. Um, yeah, but... <laughs> I, get that. I totally get that, yeah. But yeah, so like it was really odd for everybody to not mm-hmm. see them for two weeks or two and a half weeks, you know, so... Um, but it, I agree. Like, I don't think there was ever really a question in my mind that I would want to have children and raise a family with similar values to what I grew up with. Of course. And I think that that's really what the motivation is a lot. Cause it's not, I want a baby. That's totally not it. It's, I want that family dynamic that I had growing up, yeah. um, and continue yeah. to have as an adult really. And mm-hmm. I think, I think that's really what drove me to want to have a family was to be able to do that and yeah. have that con- well those i think we're on the same page for with sure that. i think that and i think yeah. that's a wonderful reason to want to yeah. have children and i think that hopefully i'm not trying to sell having kids to people <laughs> listening to the podcast that don't have kids but hopefully if you didn't have that connection with your parents mm-hmm. we've shed a little light on what that can be like yeah And if you did have that connection with your parents, you get to think about what that might be like Mm -hmm. to share it with somebody else. And I think just both of those experiences really, really give you perspective on something like this. And I love that. I agree. Yeah. So I definitely. So circling back, even if I did know that, you know, Dom would have issues or anything like that, like I still would have. I wouldn't have made any different decisions. Like our family is perfect the way it is. Honestly, even with the twins, like it's perfect the way it is. Our oldest is better off for having two siblings that watch out for him and love him and give him a hug every night before bed. And you know, like that's, that dynamic was, is no, I was perfect. I was just about to say the same thing in response to what you were saying is that, I think that your family dynamic is just wonderful. I think that your older son is so lucky to have his siblings, Mm -hmm. to have the family that he has. And I think that your twins Mm -hmm. are lucky to have their brother because Mm -hmm. they are loving, compassionate, wonderful kids. I've spent time with them, and I can tell the impact that your kids have on each other, all three of them has turned them into good human beings. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. I, I agree. I, I think that they all, they're all better for having each other, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and good for you. Because had you only had the one son... Yeah, it would be totally different. Your, your experience would be different, mm-hmm. and his experience would totally be yes. different. Very different. So and everyone has Everything benefited. worked out for how it was supposed to and for the best, honestly. Whether it was in the plan or not... It all turned out how it was supposed plans, to. So. Plans are, you know, those are just guidelines. They're <laughs> yeah. not rules, you guys. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, let's finish this coffee stout. Yes. Because we're definitely going to do that. Yes. And I'll catch you guys mm-hmm. next week. All right. Till next time. Ciao. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.